Thank you. And, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and what's going on? Welcome to episode number 103 of TXR, the Xbox Roundtable, your place on a Sunday to just kick back, pop a cold one, and chill. I am your host, Invader, and of course, I'm really looking forward to tonight's show because there's been so much news going on over the past week or so, and it, it's going to be really hard just to fit everything in. However, before we do that, I just want to wish everybody, my fellow Canadians, a happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone's having a wonderful long weekend, having lots of fun, enjoying lots of turkey and, uh, you know, lots of festivities. But be responsible, everyone. Now, let's introduce tonight's panel. Tim, are you ready to, to dive into all the topics tonight? Ready to dive in, ready, ready, willing to go. Sunday night, it's a great time. Downer and south of here, that's a, a real nice thing. I think I've seen it like twice yeah. in two years, but um, uh, happy to see it. Um, Did you pull but, the Yeti out, buddy? Did you yes, pull it out? I have the Yeti out, so you know I'm nice. serious when the Yeti's out. All right, uh -oh. all right. Get down. Jeremy, you looking to piss off Tim tonight? Negative. I love that guy. He's swell. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. South, buddy, how you been? I've been all right, man. You know, the, the, the toes are a little bit hurt, but it's all right. You know, I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, i just happy to be back, man. I, I love you guys, and, you know, KXR is my baby, so what's good? Let's talk. All right, all right. Centurion, how's things? Pretty good. Excited to be here and ready to chat about Xbox and everything that's going on. And uh, just been living on Destiny. I have probably played more Destiny than I have in, like, all of last year. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Destiny. Lots of people playing that lately on my friends list. And let's see. Shock, are you ready to get electric with these topics tonight? <laughs> oh, that's that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> A lot of uh, but yeah, I've been jumping on that Destiny 2 recently. See, I haven't been on it in a year, so it seems a lot different. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's see, we'll see if Megatron pops in. But before we begin, I would like to announce a giveaway for this show. I've got a code for three months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and I really want to give this away to one of our viewers tonight. So keep listening in and wait for me to ask the giveaway question. The first person in the chat to answer correctly wins. Got it? Good. Now, on to the first topic on the docket. And a few days ago, in a Sun announcement, Xbox VP Mike Yabara stated in a tweet that he's leaving the company. Mike spent 20 years with the company, started out as a systems engineer, then moved his way up the ranks before becoming Xbox's partner studio manager. He then made his way to the role of vice president of program management of Xbox before moving on to the bright, uh, vice president role. Now, obviously, this is a big shock as Mike was a pretty popular guy in Xbox and always interacting with the Xbox fans. And it seems like, you know, all companies are having high profile people leave these these days. So, guys, what are your thoughts on Mikey leaving? Open this up to anybody. Man, I mean, I wish Mike you know, continued success, obviously, but I'd be lying if, you know, I said it wasn't a huge loss for Xbox. Um, but Mike, you know, Mike's a highly intelligent guy and whoever's going to get him is, uh, it's going to be great that they have him. He's very passionate about gaming. Who knows where he's going, but 
I think oh, after speculation is running wild right now where he's Oh yeah, but I think after the at first I was like, dude, after 20 years you leave Microsoft, what Xbox, what are you doing? You know, and I understand maybe he left for a higher paying job or a better position, but you don't leave a job like that. Then I thought to myself, you know, I, I mean myself wanting different life challenges and you know, leaving my company after eight years um, with two, uh, you know, two of my my high ranking positions, I think, um, you know, I think it's going to be a good move for him. I think he's ready for the challenge, but uh, I wish him the best. Um, you know, I think some of us had the pr uh, privilege of spending some quality time with Mike. You know, Tim South, um, and you know. Mike was it was a nice, classy guy. He's a good guy, and, and um, this one's gonna hurt, I think. Um, <clears throat> some of us are surprised, obviously, with the large shift <clears throat> in the talent, but I'm not. You know, you have Apple and Google making some serious moves, and then I think you're gonna see Amazon come into the fold here soon. But I mean, I'm not really mm -hmm. surprised by all these moves. You know, you got the the um, I think was the co-founder of um, of Mixer, right? Did he leave? Both of I, them did. Actually, yeah. two of them did. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah both of them. Oh, did. I didn't. I didn't know this. Who, who Matt? Left? Yeah, they both left. Yep. Yeah. Uh, wow. Matt. Well, they, got, they got their multi millions out. So. Yeah, they wow. got their millions out of it. Yeah, but I mean, this one's gonna hurt, guys. I know. I know. Tim could vouch, and South could vouch for this. This one's gonna hurt Xbox. Yeah, for sure. Matt, Mike's a talented guy, so. Mm -hmm. Mike's Mike's a, a, a somebody who uh, understands technology too, at a certain capacity. Where I think that he helped Xbox get powerful, like with Xbox One X. He, you know, he pushed for that. He's a, he's a he loves power. Um, you know, he, for me, it's 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 you know, it's kind of bittersweet. You know, he's he's a he's a great guy. He's a, he, you know, somebody that I've talked to a lot, and uh, you could say he kind of became friends with. On, on a certain level um, but you know, I'm not gonna stop being his friend you know because he's leaving Xbox it's just part of life you know this is part of progression I think for him he wants more of a challenge he wants to test himself he he's very driven he's very you know he wants to go places and you know I think that he wherever he's going probably saw an opportunity to grow um, you know Mike's not going away he's gonna be probably more and more prevalent, you know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, you know, I hope he comes on the show, you know, um, and maybe one day talks about it or just, you know, has, has an idea or, you know, or just even, even him doing a podcast himself, he can now do that. You know yeah. what I mean? He This opens up a lot of things for him. He doesn't have to, he could say what he kind of wants, you know, he kind of, you know, he kind of writes his own checks now in a way, you know what I mean? He, if, if he could be himself where I, I think that sometimes we'll be in with a big corporation. Sometimes that stunts you where you can't, you can't really podcast. You can't have opinions, things that you take are taken out of context. Yeah. Uh, but you remember Mike would say stuff that he, I yeah. mean, he really didn't care too much. He was, he was off the cuff several times. So it wasn't like he yeah. was that restricted. But, he had a position where, if you wanted to say something, obviously he. I'm could. not saying I'm not saying that's the reason why he left, but I'm just saying that type of stuff. There's open avenues now. I feel more with him, um, and and I think he's going to do wherever he goes. He's going to do very well, and 
you know, um, uh, I, we're not going to stop talking to him, and hopefully one day he comes on the podcast. You know, I he, he's still a great guy, regardless. And, and I think the biggest part is is the community aspect of, of his job, because he was out there on Twitter, you know, gaming with people, you know, just yeah. interacting with everybody. In so, real life, too, he was very like, no, no, exactly. You know, he, he showed up with a, with a smile on his face, and he talked to everybody, all the fans, you know. Any questions they had, obviously he he never said anything you know important, but you know he, he was a he was a cool guy, he, and and I'm sad to see him leave, but I personally think that he needed to to challenge himself more. I think yeah. they were pushing him up the led the you know the ladder too high, where he really wasn't getting his hands dirty like he really wants to, and that's just my opinion. I think that he really wanted to have his hands in the dirt and you know work, not not just be like an executive level. Yeah, yeah, I think I think there's some truth to that because I mean, again, why would you leave Microsoft Xbox after 20 years? You know, and I looked at him like Mike's already a millionaire. I mean, I mean, you think about it, he's already a millionaire. Uh, he has obviously stocks in in Microsoft and a lot of money already saved yeah. up. So I mean, I think he's ready to, for a new challenge. I think he's driven by that. And uh, mm-hmm. again, I wish him a continued success. So. We love you, Mike. We all we all do. We love we all it, do. Mike. But mm-hmm. well, like I said, it doesn't end though. We're all gonna be, you know, still talking to Mike and and he'll yeah, be, it's not like it's know, not like he's dead or anything. It's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he's it's moving just, on to a new challenge, right? But he's still in a way gonna be a part of the community. He might not be, you know, a a, a vocal point for Xbox, but you know, he could still talk gaming. I remember, I remember the one thing when he he had the. Um, the thing with uh, what was the game um, Bioware just made Anthem, and he made a comment, and he really liked the game, but he was talking about himself being, you know, uh, agreeing with some of the critics. Don't you know, uh, just taking fly by nights at it. And he got involved with that controversy, but people were saying he was an Xbox fanboy, and I'm like, no, you don't know Mike. Mike just loves games like that. He loves, you know, that's the way he truly feels. And you know they were trying to say it was an Xbox thing when it wasn't, because and you know people that knew Mike and I tweeted about it know that that's not you know, the case. He he was a good guy. He's he's wherever he's gonna go is gonna you know be huge. He's gonna be a Amazon you know, wherever. Yeah, it's possible. It'll be interesting to see it maybe in the next week or two or month or whatever what Mike has in store for himself. But um, again, I wish him the best of luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just interesting though with all the uh, activity going on because Mike leaves, you know, very high profile. And I, of course, I wish him all the best. Mike's a good guy, uh, but again, you also have those uh, the co-founders of Beam or Mixer, if you will, Matt Salsamendi and James Bone. Those guys are going on to other opportunities. Like, is this? There's a lot of shift in the industry right now. Like, why all of a sudden exodus of, exodus of staff? Well, if you think of, I mean, literally, Apple, um, Google, and Amazon have openings that need to be filled. <laughs> um, these guys are, are, you know, they're hiring heavy, hot and heavy, uh, and they need the talent. So, um, I mean, there's the industry's crazy. And, right? Well, remember, these guys Absolutely. are in their early early twenties. Yeah. So you know, they already they already got millions in the bank, multi millions in the bank. So really, I mean, they just, I mean. They sold their baby to a corporation, so their baby basically just got totally rearranged. It's mm-hmm. not their baby anymore. 
So yeah, I mean, at the end of the at the end of the day, you feel like you don't have the the, the grasp on your creation. So you, in my opinion, I, my opinion, you would get you frustrated. Like, well, what the hell? This ain't, this isn't what we started. This isn't what we envisioned. Everything's twisted now. So you know, you get further and further pushed out from you know the the updates and and changing things. And at one point, you're like, you know what? I don't even recognize this thing anymore. Mm-hmm. So I gotta, I I just gotta bounce. Yeah, absolutely. Shizno Elite made a good uh, comment here. It's a new gen coming, and these companies are just getting ready. You know, so there's like uh, talent leaving, obviously, and they're going on like all, all these companies like Google for Google Stadia, Amazon, like they're attracting Apple, like they're well, all attracting other talent and so on. Think about it, Invader. 2020 is going to be the biggest year in gaming ever. You have the new consoles coming out. Uh, you have Stadia, Google getting in the ring. You have Apple getting in the ring. And potentially Amazon, whatever they're going to do. Uh, it's going to be insane 2020. It's probably going to be, I mean, it's going to break tons of records. And you're going to see, uh, I mean, just all around gaming goodness going forward. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Centurion, do you have any thoughts on the matter? Oh, yeah, I have plenty of thoughts. I didn't. I've even wanted to make the joke that Sean Layden and Mike Barr are just <laughs> trading places, but no. <laughs> you know, with all yeah, these I doubt that. Get, with all these companies getting involved, we're probably going to start having like gamer drafts and trades and all this stuff. It's like it's like poaching wars. It's crazy. Oh, it wait, really wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I don't mean to go off subject, but Tim. How about those fucking Jets looking like Super Bowl contenders today? What's up with that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and we just hey, lost. Hey, oh, if we were, hey, we're really talking about football. Let's get my Niners, baby. They just rolled. Yeah, the but but uh, that defense, baby. Uh, no, I was just going to finish off with – sorry to interrupt him, but I just want to point out, like, with Mike Abara leaving, um, for starters – I really do think it is a loss for the company, not because he of his position or what he's done for the company. He has been really engaged with the community. I thought it was really awesome when I saw him appear on RDX with you, Tim Dog and Dealer. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. everybody he, you know, I, I'll be up front. I have been listening to podcasts for a few years. I'm pretty sure executives do it, but mm-hmm. that was my first time ever hearing an executive kind of, you know, come out from behind the curtain and hopping on a podcast and actually answering a couple yeah. rounds of questions. Yeah. He was very engaged with the community and well, it showed his passion for gaming in general. Oh yeah. Just... Well, his his passion for gaming and his engagement with the community showed through on how he he didn't want the world to find out he was moving on through some random tweet on a Tuesday like the other guys did. He wanted to put it out himself. Mm-hmm. He wanted to kind of just like let everybody know and be part of it and even let everybody know on Twitter saying that he's going to be further engaged and let them know what ventures are coming his way soon. So he understands that he has interacted with the community and plays a big part in this community. Well, you probably don't know this in Turin, but Mike's actually an introvert. Uh, yes, he and is. Think, yeah. Gaming's helped them in a way, you know, and, no, I, I wish I could get to know him like you guys have. Like, I, I mean, like, I'll be up front. You know, we're all in that RDX uh, Twitter group, and you guys have been exchanging photos of you guys sitting down and hanging out with some of the executives, especially Mike Abara. And I'm just like, man, to be able to meet some of these guys would be absolutely friggin' awesome. 
It'll happen for you. Oh, I know. And I know. I'm just saying, like, you guys, I mean, you know, that's why I would never pick up on that. But the fact that you guys have, you know, met them and actually been able to physically interact with them is on a whole nother level. You know, when you see somebody appear in a public appearance, whether it's on social media, a podcast, you know, that that that's a public appearance. You don't really see them as an individual per se. You see them as you know, the part of the a company person. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, Mike, Mike's the type of guy that I remember the first time I met Mike, he's like, he's like, Oh, I've been reading your Twitter and, and you know, you, you I see you causing some trouble. I says, people are, uh, are saying, why am I talking to this guy? You know? <laughs> and, and he was really cool though. He was like, you know, he just, me and him just kicked it off and we became friends and, you know, uh, he's, uh, he's very passionate. Um, you know, and and he he's somebody that pushed Xbox. I think at a time when it needed pushing, um, I think uh, he 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 gets it, and um, you know it's just great that he's just was great. And there's a lot of guys that like that with Xbox. It's not what makes Xbox kind of unique. You know, you have guys like Albert who left too, but he was the same way. Um, you know, uh, Aaron Greenberg. You know. These people are just, just you know, awesome. and let me jump here real quick, Tim. It was it was guys like Mikey Barr and, and you know everybody with the with the social engagement with with fans that kind of made it feel even though Xbox was quote unquote losing, they still put their you know their their head in the game and they, they they you know what I mean they they got the, the mind share so so yeah they may be losing the the console sales but the mind share. They were ahead by fucking miles. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think it's something that that uh, it was, you know, with Xbox, with with the community and the interaction with the executives. I think it's a, a, a kind of a unique situation and a first. And you know, it's still going on. We're still all friends with it, but it's just you know now it's just like everything else, you know. Guy moves on to wherever he moves on to, and and you, now it's a person. It's not you know now it's not even Xbox. You know that person is a person through your life, and um, you know they're they're kind of the first to kind of really uh, approach on that. And I still don't see anybody doing it. You know I don't see people hanging out talking and you know going to dinners. I mean these yeah. you know you know like, and, and and people don't don't re don't like understand that a lot of the stuff that these guys were doing they could have gotten trouble for you know for pr and, and hr and everything they're so so tight that like they could get in trouble for things like that and it's crazy and they was like you know no hell we're gonna we're gonna go out with the fans and we're gonna engage with them and that, and to me that was top notch you don't see that anywhere like tim said it's unique Xbox yeah by where, where else do you see that with a bunch of executives that are friends with a large portion of the community i mean everyone knows who south is everyone knows who downer is everyone knows who you know people are and and that community yeah, everybody knows you grows. timmy yeah but i'm just saying you know the first time i went to 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 E3, every guy, every other guy was like, "Oh, you're Tim Dog, oh, you know, like they were like just like they knew me, and I was like, "Wow, I didn't expect that." You know what I mean? You're a celebrity, brother. Tim no, Dog, but, sign my Xbox right now. But but the the point <laughs> is that you don't see that elsewhere. You know, it, it's it's something that I think Microsoft also believes in, and I think that they kind of you know give the go ahead to to do that in a certain aspect and. You know, I've seen it well, even on the Windows side yeah. where they did it, but uh, with Xbox, there's definitely nothing that's comparable. 
You know. Yeah, I mean? But, I mean, to be honest, they do see the underlining to that. I mean, for, for you know, to them, it's like free marketing. You know, we're marketing their product, we're reaching yeah. thousands of people, uh, and it's a win-win for both of them and and for us. So. Yeah, but like 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 South kind of said, everything's so tight right now. Who knows? Like somebody could make an accusation or some some of this stuff. You know, who, who knows? That's why people don't don't usually commingle with its fans. It's because you'll always get that certain person that causes a problem or whatever. Yeah. It sometimes makes it hard or, or somewhat of a risk. You know, well, I the mean, way social media is playing out now, and everybody's so hypersensitive about everything. Right. I mean, you know, you just got to watch what you say, watch what you do, because you're the face of the company. And and I think, you know, that took a toll on Mike like it does on, on Phil. You know, I, I, I could imagine, but. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Know. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, uh, Jeremy. Shock, what is what are uh, your thoughts on the matter? Do you think uh, Mike will be missed uh, at Xbox? Yeah, I think I think he will a little bit. But I, I mean, I think. It's it's not gonna be like a the biggest blow. Like people are making it sound like how they're, not, they're trying to make it sound like that's the same as like Sean Layden leaving. Like he was actually heading their vision of their company, and now it's going under that Jim Ryan guy, which some fans are not, you know, unsure about where he's taken uh-huh. uh, Sony. Um, but yeah, he was great because he uh, I think he was the one that was really behind all the backwards compatibility and pushed i'm surprised we got all the games we did end up getting when they first announced it I yeah, thought yeah. That it was going to be passed by the wayside like it was on 360 but um mm-hmm. yeah i think it'll be missed but i don't i don't know if it's hey, and, and who could ever forget at e3 when he dropped that bomb like and you won't have to pay for it man yeah, we, we will charge you for the disc yes. yeah hey yeah. timmy stood up and was like yeah Oh, dude, I, I, I was right that. next to Tim. He was screaming at the top of his fucking lungs. <laughs> remember? Hey, I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah, remember it's... the story is, is that they were going to say he did it. He wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I think he just said it. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I think it was like it was discussed beforehand. And it was that was a, a, a one of the high points of a generation where there was a lot of losing going on. That was a, a, a high point. And again, again, it's just it just shows you the executives, the people that that they've hung out with, the fans that we've known them on this type of level is is it's just crazy. It's not never really happens anywhere else. And a lot of Sony fans are saying like it's a huge loss. Like, oh, look what's happening. I'm like, wait, you guys were the first ones that said get rid of him after he did what he did with the uh, that review that you brought up. You're saying get this guy out of here. He doesn't like this is unprofessional. Yeah, (laughs) one one of the but now it's a big thing. One of the things I've heard is like people say, well, who's going to replace him? And my answer to that was always the same. It's like you don't replace Mike. A guy like that comes once exactly. once every so often. The next guy is going to be somebody you have no idea. His Twitter is not going to tweet, and he's just going to be somebody who works for Microsoft and you know is, is not engaged with the fans because usually that's what happens. Yeah, and I think comparing Layden to Mike as far as – you know the departures go. It's night. It's night and day. Uh, Xbox is gonna s- severely miss Mike, as opposed to Layden. Nobody's gonna miss that guy. I know I'm not. I don't know about you guys, but I stood on the side of the road all day today with a sign that said, "The end is near." <laughs> no way. <laughs> Doom no. and gloom. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I did not. But come on, you know, that's what I you all saw my tweet. I'm pretty sure you did. But as soon as all this information came out, I was like, oh, my God, the sky is officially falling for about half the world right now. Oh, so you were the guy standing outside Mike's house, Mike's house with a boom box over wow. his head. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> don't go. Please don't go. <laughs> you still have boom boxes? Yeah, yeah, somewhere they, they you do. Get them. They do. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, you could probably find them on eBay. Yeah, you you can find yeah, them. There's, there's, there's a there's there a company too. that makes them. Yeah, the definitely. Electronics carries them. I don't know if they do anymore because they're going under. But hey, it's coming back in style, man. Everything is circular these days. Everything comes back in style. Bigger is better. Now. Pop lockers have them. Bell bottoms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but listen, uh, man, I want to talk to Tim about these jets, man. What's going on with your jets, Tim? Uh, uh, come no, on, I'm not a fan. First of all. I'm a giant fan. I'm a giant fan, and they got their QB back, who's actually very good. You know, I mean, people say he sucks. He's a very good quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about gaming and not not sports? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Let's uh, move on here, and we got some pretty big, significant PlayStation Five news that's really come out of nowhere. Uh, revealed on the PlayStation blog, some details were revealed about Sony's new console. Of course, like no surprise here, not exactly shocking. It's going to be called the PlayStation 5. And also some info on the new DualShock controller. It'll have a new feature, haptic feedback instead of rumble, and adaptive triggers. It will also feature USB-C charging and a higher capacity battery, which, hey, that's pretty cool. Uh, there were also there was also an article from Wired interviewing Mark Cerny about it and revealed a few more details, such as the PS5 upgrading to 4K Blu-rays. Also, Bluepoint Games, uh, a dev there chimed in, stating that they are working on a new game for the console, a big new game. So some very interesting tidbits there. Uh, So obviously there's a lot to comment on from the controller, console details, and game hints. Uh, How do you guys feel about these new features? And who wants to be the first to tackle this? Well, I really think PS5 sucks. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'm curious to why they did it the way they did it. I thought doing, um, you know, <laughs> announcing PS5, it would have much been better to do it similar to what they did, or exactly like when they um, had the show in in February of 2013 when Sherney uh, announced the PS3. Or the PS4. I thought they were going to do something like that, but so um, the announcement was just very weird, out of the blue. Uh, you know, it's everything that you would expect. The biggest thing was the hardware ray tracing, which is a big thing. Uh, I thought possibly, possibly they might not have had it because they were quiet about it, but that's a huge get. Uh, haptic triggers, that's nothing new with Xbox. and We've had that since 2000, I think, since the start of Xbox, mm-hmm. of, uh, Xbox um, One. So that was a, a big thing. Uh, audio ray tracing sound, which is pretty much Atmos, it sounds like, but something different. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um you know they uh, this the solid state drive. You know you're going to be able to get to your games much quicker, faster, 
within seconds. It's going to blow away a PC experience if you want to be really, uh, you know, if you want to talk about like speed and stuff of getting into your games and playing your games. Um, and just, just overall, it's, it's, it's going to really be a big thing, I think, for consoles as well as Xbox. They have similar thing. I think a lot of the, uh, the, the things that you'll hear about, not really the T-flops, but like this type of stuff, because this is going to change a lot of things. Um, and uh, I heard uh, some big things about uh, the, the Solid State Tribe for Xbox. So mm -hmm. that's huge for them. And then they announced backwards compatibility. Wow. We've had that. I think <laughs> Xbox had that mm -hmm. since. They said whatever. it's going to be kind of limited. Yeah. yeah, it's limited. Probably, you know, who knows? Um, probably just the PS4 probably, games. Right. Big PS4 games that launched. They said maybe not all of them. On the, uh, the 8K support. Yeah, they'll have GT Sport, I think, that they'll show mm -hmm. in 8K, possibly. But it'd be checkerboarded 8K. I don't think it'll yeah. be native. No. Oh, no. is that shock? Oh, I was saying they did. They said that, but then they were also couldn't confirm that all the PS4 games would carry over. Yeah, I and doubt that. The, the, the Xbox team right now, remember, uh, we used to get, like, the games, like, it would just pop up, like, three Xbox One backwards compatibility games every Thursday. Major Nelson would announce it. That stopped, and the reason why that stopped is they're making all the patches for these games for Scarlet. They're working on that right as we speak. So yeah. uh, th I think Xbox is going to actually have a large number of that. I think Sony will have limited numbers, but they, they probably will have the big games like God of War, Spider-Man is really what you really need. Oh, they have to. They have yeah, to. Well, that'll be a big sell. I think it's, what's going to be interesting is uh, I think the players are going to be booting up in-game straight in multiplayer. I mean, that's going to be interesting. It's never been done before. I mean, do you know PC, right? It's never been done, yeah. done before. I don't so. know if it's been done on PC, but it, the the modular installs and stuff like that, that stuff right. is very cool. Um, yeah. yeah, you can jump into a multiplayer game. There's a lot of tech stuff that we're going to even learn more about. Um, I, I just uh, I think Xbox is going to possibly announce it at XO. I don't know. At this point, you, you know, you kind of want to get your mind share out there. Yeah, and uh, or well, they're gonna wait. Mean? They're gonna wait until they think they have more powerful. And it, then gonna, but is it just me, or powerful. it seems like a lot of these big companies they're kind of like saving money, but not, not by not doing not the big Xbox. shows. And it, well, well, I mean, not yeah, Xbox. Well, still, they're gonna have a nah, big show. Well. They're gonna have an XO. They had an E3. Sony, Sony's the one who hasn't been showing up. They haven't had a. They don't even know if there's gonna be a PSX this year. Mm -hmm. Nobody because they're power schemes. No, nobody does an answer for that. You know what I mean? Like, if there's no big shows. They're, they're deciding that they'd rather do it this route. Xbox, I th I think that they definitely are going to announce a Scarlet on either E3 or XO. You know what I mean? They, they're they're going to announce well, it. They, 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 yeah, they have to get the mind shot. Yeah, it's it's already been announced. Yeah. But, but when they're going to really announce it, you know, make a statement, possibly. Listen, I, I, I'm possibly thinking that they're going to be a little bit more powerful. might not be much. But you know, if the the latest rumor is true, uh, where the chip the, the chipset is uh, the sock is 350 nanometers for Xbox and 300 uh, nanometers for Sony, that's a 50 50 you know nanometer difference. It's bigger. Now, 
And you, you're speaking power. fucking like Asian to me. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Chinese. It's basically, like, basically, I have no in, idea what you're talking in about. In right layman's now. terms, in layman's terms, Xbox chip is going to be bigger than Sony's. So that means they can put more compute units, which make graphics on it, which give you power. So that's well, and, and it, it doesn't beg the question too is why they're leaking the specs now. They're not leaking. They're still about a year out, and it, it gives it gives Xbox a chance to say, okay, well you got that. Well, you know, I mean, I'm sure they both know what what each other is making and and the the powers already. Well, t- would you guys agree that powers really not going to matter this next gen? Because if you powers think always. It's no, always in the this, equation. Come on, bro. These I understand systems, what you're saying, Jeremy. Yeah, these systems, systems are so powerful, running at 4K, native 4K, 60, 60 frames per second, that you're not going to be able to tell the difference between. I mean, you're going to be, you know, maybe ray tracing shadows and stuff like that. But side by side, there's not going to be a big difference between these games. Since Tori wants to say something. But yeah. I want to at least say when it comes to the power narrative, by you saying that it's not going to be able to be seen. What about the whole Grassgate thing where people were counting blades of grass? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can see the difference between 900p and 1080p. Yeah. I don't care who you are or how long you've been in the industry. You would have to be one badass mother to be able to tell the difference between 900p and 1080p. Okay, but the, the point is the 1080p to 900p is a considerable – that's a considerable difference. Between 4K, there's no, there's no difference. It's 4K native. That's it. Or you might get higher frame rates on a more powerful right. system, or you'll get higher settings. Listen, if Xbox is about one teraflop or one point teraflop more, we'll just say they're just one teraflop more uh, than than Sony. That's gonna they'll have you'll have gains in it. But by the generations, I do kind of agree where power is. It's not the T flop is not what it's going to be deemed what it was. Yeah, gonna, they're going to be talking about things like booting from. You're turning your your Xbox exactly. or PlayStation 5 on and being in a game within three seconds. Now, and let's be fair. Xbox has a lot of work to do. They need to upgrade their 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 home screen. They need to upgrade their software on that. And in the past, it was it's still clunkier than shit when you when you I, I miss the 360 blades. I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Tim, but, where's that new UI coming from? Or when is it coming? Well, they, they already have a, a any people in preview are already um, using the 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 newer UI and it's very good uh, when it comes to the public. I think that people will make uh, you know they might like it. It's it's really it looks like PlayStation. It's basically PlayStations and uh, smaller and less nav- It's 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 better than what they had. Uh, when that when that update hits, they're just going to keep doing stuff like that. I, I, yeah. The UI, the UI, I don't see getting a complete overhaul. What I do see is, um, you know, like things like speed and 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 the way to get to your games and you know playing. Well, isn't isn't that players. power basically power? No well, speed, kind of like you know. The yeah, solid, but does, doesn't the, the power state, allow you to do that? Or I mean, am, am I Durant, obviously I'm not a tech guy. No, the power would give you like brute force, like a game like God of War would like to push out the graphics on it. You know, um, power would be that way, in my opinion. Not like when you're talking about like system level stuff like UI and stuff like that. That's more of speed of processor, CPU, and RAM and speed of RAM, which these freaking both these consoles are going to blow up, blow each other out of the water. Mm -hmm. You're, you're, You're going to be so fast. 
to your UI and, and downloading games and playing games. Uh, it's gonna they're gonna get to as close to his point where it's almost inst- instantaneous. That is yeah. the goal to where like you hit it and it's like hitting a uh, like a a light switch. You're right where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Too fast, too furious. Uh, let's see here. Yes. <laughs> Boozy the clown said uh, that. Well, basically, why they put this out the way they did was to deflect from the job cuts announced the other day. So well, that was Sony side. That was with the 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 the, mm-hmm. the uh, Sony division in Europe. Got uh, uh, yeah, I, I read some about that. That a lot of the Europe European um, team has been like chopped in half because yeah. they wanted to focus on strictly on American. Yeah, the, the, the American. The... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what's interesting was uh, Blue Point Games here. They said they're working on a big uh, game for the PS5. Now, Blue Point's known for basically remasters. They did Shadow of the Colossus, uh, Gravity Rush, the Nathan Drake collection. Do you guys see them doing another uh, remaster of sorts? Nah, I don't think so. Um, something new? They probably make it something new. I mean, after you make remakes and and you know covers all day for you know ten years, you want you want to have your you know you want to stretch your legs a little bit. You want to make your own game. Yeah, and there's still relatively small studio. I mean, they again, like you said, they did Shadow of the Colossus, which was an excellent remake, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they did the Uncharted collection. Um, Gravity Rush was a great remaster. I don't know if you guys got a chance to play that, but. That was an excellent remake. So they do a good, they do good jobs as far as remake goes. But um, I think they dabble a little bit in in iOS too. I think I think they made Flower or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think so. But who knows? All right, all right, guys. Uh, oh, it looks like Tim left. He'll probably pop back in soon. But we'll move along to our next topic. Unless anybody else has something to add. No, mm-hmm. all right, all right, all right. Now moving along, and not to be outdone, there's been a couple of of uh, Project Scarlet leaks making the rounds. Now, recently, a few patents were spotted online with big hints at VR support. Now, the first pen being a VR boundary mat, so you know, pre- <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty straightforward there, oh, huh, Jeremy. Oh my <laughs> dance revolution is going to a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, what, what was that? What was that Nintendo pad back in the days? What, what was it called? We Fit or so, I don't know. Uh, no, no, no. The Nintendo one. Uh, Thirty years ago, what I can't remember the name of it. the game pad or some shit. Fuck, I don't know. Oh, but I remember they I had remember, one. I remember that it was like a mat that you put out on the floor. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could run, and, and, and you know, like the, the faster you step, the faster you run in the game. Yeah, I think I remember that. But there's also some other stuff. There's another pen that's. I'm old. I, I, I must of... be old. I just dated myself. <laughs> <laughs> but there are other patents that suggested some kind of motion controller similar to the PlayStation Move, actually. And not only that, but there's another patent that seems to be for some sort of stylus, which would seem to act similar to like a Nintendo 3S kind of implementation so guys what do you make of these pens do you think that we'll see vr come to the xbox scarlet because originally for the xbox one it was kind of teased that there might have been some vr but obviously that didn't make its way over so do you think we'll see something for the scarlet going forward at Uh, first 
I thought it was a joke. I'm like, really? The boundary mat? Come on. Uh, it's April Fool's early, but uh, motion controllers, uh, they got to get away from that. I mean, come on. Really? I mean, I know they want to do a VR, but it's still not accessible enough uh, to where it's going to, you know, people, the masses are going to buy it. So if they can make it accessible, however they can make it accessible, whether it's through, uh, I think, what, how much does uh, Oculus go for now? I think it's four or $500. But if it's, if, if, if it's compatible with the other ones at a cheaper price uh, and, and they could, you know, throw the games in there for for to boot. I think um, it could be a success. I don't know, but this boundary mat stuff, motion controllers, and the connect comeback is just laughable. <laughs> well, I think what I think that they're thinking is their take on VR is, um, I guess, up in the air. And one of the options that you could do is have a connect device camera, which they probably you're making you have a vr headset and you have this uh mat where you stand on and the camera actually is on you and that's interpreted and it's played within the vr so you can actually see yourself um, isn't that connect no but that's like you see yourself now with the vr on that's my only guess that's my i don't know if that's true or not that's just a, a wild guess but in my opinion, um, Xbox really is not focused on VR. Uh, so I would be also not surprised if you never hear about this again. And yeah. Xbox is just they, making Yeah, they games. do patents of crazy shit all the time, yeah. you know, and, and people run wild with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just some, some ideas, and that's all it is. It's not going to be implemented at the end of the day. It's like the... It's like the um, you know the 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 Aluma room. Remember that? Does anybody remember the Aluma? Oh, yeah, room? yeah, yeah that yes, exactly. That was cool. Yeah. I, I kind of cool. like that. That was cool, but it was also patented. But there was also really the the, the ability to really do that. Yeah, um, was more it was more stated than it was. It was something that required an insane amount of work. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know, and I remember I had asked. Uh, hmm. I asked somebody at Xbox about it. They're like, that damn thing. I says, the thing would never work. <laughs> he says, oh, wow. you, you know, it was it was something that was like in 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 theory would was just you know, an idea. But the point is, is that they come up with these ideas, they patent them because yeah. you never know. If somebody comes in and, and they reinvent it and they come up with an unbelievable idea, and you could use the tech. You know, it was, it was funny when I, when I was seventeen years old, I came up with this idea where I mean, you guys have been to a four D theater, right? Where it blows yep. smoke and water and stuff like that in your mm-hmm. face. Well, I came up with you like that in your face, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, where was I? Anyway, the smell controller. Yeah, so I came up with, and I still have like the blue the blueprints for it, where you put it on top of your your TV or on the bottom where your TV stand is. And this little box will, you know, throw out lights and throw out wind and throw out smoke to where it, you know, it has some functionality to the game that you're playing. So if you're playing, uh, and then, you know, obviously smells would be included. So if, if you're playing a racing game or whatever, you, you could smell the grass. It, it was a silly, but the point is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> The point is, I tried to sell. I think I sent it to 
to Microsoft when I emailed Microsoft. And they never got back to me, but I tried with my idea. I don't think they patented or, or knocked it off, but I, I think it was, somebody idea. was like reverse engineer this now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, man. something I wanted to share with you guys, but yeah. Now, don't you think it's kind of ironic that all these patents came out all of a sudden when uh, all those guys came out and were like, the next Xbox is going to have a camera. You know, I, I really do. That think was so dumb. I know. <laughs> and yeah. Just, whoever took that bait, like, I, I think, did, did it one more? Did, did, did any morons make a video on that? Because if uh, you probably. Oh, if I'm you, pretty sure there's some people that did because they you took to the bait on that. You're totally clueless. Xbox not making the same mistake that it did in, in 2013, 2014. Phil single-handedly killed the Connect, you know, when he came in. You know, the, I remember that day it just went away, and that's it for the Connect. It's it'll be something that you buy separately, but whoever made a video just or did or really took that, that was annoying. I'm like, come on. I almost yeah. put a video that that Microsoft came out and nipped that in the butt very quickly. Yeah, name, like name a lot of the times in this generation that Microsoft came out and like completely smacked that down real quick. They're like, no, that ain't right. <laughs> almost never. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. as soon as that was circulating, they were like, we need to stop this now. Yeah, we need to stop this connect shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> they came out like that dude is a liar. He is a flat face liar. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shock, do you have any comments on this, or do you just think it's uh, not going to come? Uh, Thank yeah, you, Shock. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's no problem, man. But no, it's just interesting seeing these uh, patents pop up. I mean, some of you know, some of them are kind of wild. Some of them you don't want to believe. Based uh, out there for a second, um, I did. Um, I think eventually they're going to get into because I, I see a lot of the like next gen or I guess on PC like the next like VR is coming out, mm -hmm. uh, and I think definitely with Sony they're going to have to step that up. Which hopefully are. I think they were working on a wireless one. Um, yeah, so hopefully yeah. Xbox doesn't leave that whole, you know, space open to Sony just taking that whole thing and running with it. So yeah. hopefully they uh, patent either I, with Oculus and kind of partner with them. I don't see Microsoft leaving the VR department alone at all. Um, just like Microsoft has influenced PlayStation with creating haptic triggers and USB-C because USB-C is in the new Elite controller that's coming out next month. Um, the, like Basically, I, just as Microsoft is influencing PlayStation, PlayStation is influencing right back. I have a number of friends who play on PlayStation and they always have to throw the one-liner at me of PlayStation has VR. And even though it is not this blockbusting selling device that is completely changing the industry, it is something that is specific to PlayStation and Xbox sees that. I just think they're not going to go about it the same route as PlayStation. I really do foresee them, you know, a lot. Of, I have to agree with a lot of people that's saying that uh, Oculus is probably going to be a big part 
in that in probably creating an, an a third party device that will probably use you know maybe Microsoft is creating the camera because Microsoft's like look we can create the camera because we know how to do that it'll be really easy to do but you guys need to create the actual device that's going to be able to work with it yeah right they might have a, a something similar i mean listen that the 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 focus the, the thing is is that vr really hasn't hit its stride to the point where it's making a ton of money uh i i could see vr i see vr growing i just think it has uh, some problems and i just i feel like there's a possibility they might not i just think that well, they might just possibly just do you know xbox game studios and just yeah. You know, do that way and just make games for the for X Cloud. Well, so, the only, sorry, Tim, but the only problem with VR is it's not accessible. You cannot, you know, it, it's it's expensive. Come on, let's be straight. Yeah, and uh, I mean the the experience itself is amazing. VR is amazing for those who have the actually whether it's PlayStation or Oculus, the games are incredible. The immersion is incredible, um, and. You know, if everyone could play and it was expe- it was accessible to everybody, then to me it'll take off and Xbox would adopt it. I think maybe they'll adopt it again if somebody like Oculus throws it out uh, for a decent price. And um, I mean, I think that's it. They, they have to get it to where where I think we talked about this last week. I, I I don't remember if it was another podcast, but they have to get it to to the point where. When you play, majority of the people playing it don't get sick or don't get, you know, feel weird. Because I'd say there still is a, a large amount that play and they feel different afterwards, and or they get some get sick. They they have to have it to the point where that doesn't happen to anybody. I think that's another thing that that there, there are certain things that work against VR, in my opinion. The yeah. ability that you're you're enclosed in that world, and then anything around you could be going on, and you know you wouldn't know, you know. So if you have a, a little one around, you really can't go full on VR. You know what I mean? VR mode with, with ear ear sound. You know, uh, you just <laughs> well, can't do it. You have, have to. Have you seen those those YouTube videos where people have the VR units on and they're fucking falling over the couches? Yeah. They're hitting their they're hitting their kids in the head or they're breaking their TVs. I mean, it's just yeah. funny. Some of it happens. You ever see the ones that like they fucking jump in the space and they just fall on their face? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like they get like weirded out or something. But you know, I mean, listen. Uh, I, I think the tech is 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 where Sony um, has gotten a pretty good footing on it, and uh, they're going to be the go-to guy if VR is going to kick off. I just feel that Microsoft probably um, might have something, an idea different, but I don't think that they're going to be focused on that. I think they're going to be more focused on building Xbox Game Studios, building Game Pass building you know uh the games basically push them out mm-hmm. i mean they're hiring like crazy still they're hiring for the the team that the you know the team that um uh you know helped they sent they dispatched them with diablo on the xbox one and they got it to 1080p they dispatched them to destiny group to get destiny to 1080p most recently they were put on uh red dead redemption 2 um, and it's like their internal support team, 
I believe the name is the ATG, Advanced Technical Group. They're hiring, so that even their groups within groups are being expanded and growing. Um, they're serious about the gaming, so I just can't wait until it starts to really start to show show the the reaps of what it's you know put out. Well, it's uh, like an experience, like going into Ready Player One, walk into a room that's just designed for VR. <laughs> See, that stuff is cool. I think so I think VR is very potential. I just think it's it's going to take time, you know. They're going to have to perfect it. You're going to have to get it where it's accessible, easy, doesn't make you sick. You could see it around. You could see around you somehow and know you're where you are. And, and um, you know, I think that, that that's when they'll hit it. Well, the fa- the faster the frames are, the more, the less sick you get. Yeah. The less potential you have to get sick. So. Absolutely. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the near future, guys. I mean, obviously, we're just kind of speculating here based off of pens, but still, yeah, it'd be pretty cool if they could add it in at some point, right? There seems to be, you know, there's a lot of love going on the PlayStation side, and there's a lot of experimenting going on with VR. I've seen a lot of good stuff. Invader, that boundary map, though, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Is it horrible? It's fucking horrible. <laughs> I like the ones where like you're like you wake you're you're uh raking leaves and you're just doing it. That's what? all you're doing in VR. Shovel you, you're working. You're working yeah. for, like for who wants to you're really doing it, you're doing a virtual burger at Burger King. Yeah, but you know, that, that's what some of it is. It's those stupid experiences. Hey, maybe VR has a big potential in the employment industry. You just go in the back room and slap a camera on your head, and they just basically teach you that way. (laughs) All right, who do we got here? Peter Sark, thanks for joining Matt Jones. Yes. Boozy the Clown. Jago Kukin. Z Black Rider. Hey, we got uh, Doc here. Jeff Bartram. Hey, Doc, how you been doing? Ah, who up, else? Doc? A good old Doc. Doc's in the house, everyone. We got lots of good people in the chat. Glad to see you all here. The chat is livid. All right, guys, we're going to move on to our next topic. And we got some Google Stadia news. And they, basically, there's a lot of it been making the rounds the past couple of days. And according to the VP of Engineering, Maj Bakar, Google Stadia will be faster and more responsive than local gaming in a year or two. That's a pretty bold statement to make. He further states that Google's negative latency will act as <laughs> a workaround for any potential lag between player and server, basically a buffer of predicted latency. Is that's right, everyone. Stadia will attempt to predict your actions in games. Inv- Invader, is it that fucking scary? I mean, <laughs> they're creating an algorithm <laughs> to predict your playthrough. I mean, come on, that's yeah. scary, dude. Well, basically, so, guys, well, how do you feel about this technology? Well, yeah. first of all, what they're saying is is a little bit far fetched. I mean, the, the, their use of words and stuff, negative latency is is kind of really comical if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, but what they're talking about is, I guess, like like Jeremy says, an algorithm or is machine learning where uh, you know they'll be able to 
you know, play the game along with you. And let's say that they're playing it. And once your internet connection drops, uh, they're still playing the game on a multiplayer game. And then it comes back and you're basically where you were. Um, certain things like that, all adding to helping with latency. Uh, stuff like this is definitely coming to xCloud and all these cloud services. Just It's just something that they're building. But the the usage of words by the guy is going to get him in a lot of trouble. Uh, I don't think Google uh, really should just shut up. <laughs> let it just come out. It's going to get killed by the, a lot of people saying it doesn't work or they have it. But they have some good ideas, and they're starting really um, you know, shorthanded in a way going against the competition. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. In my opinion, I, I'll give them two years. They're either going to – this is going to make or it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, make or break. I, I, they have some heavy competition, and that's why I believe Jim Ryan pushed what he pushed is that, you know, if they, if, if Google and, and Xbox took that cloud, that would have been real bad. But Sony's to the point where, hey, if we can get the cloud up and running in two, three years with Microsoft's help, Google's in trouble because they don't have the catalog. They don't have the the games right. and services behind it. They don't have the things that we've established. And that's where I see Google in a real tough position. So my yeah, point but, is that I just think that just not to, to over talk, but I, I think that they should just really shut up and don't say any of this stuff because it's going to get killed. They're going to get killed. I, th- I think eventually, you're, I mean, the latency issue is not going to be a factor, especially with the the speeds of the internet nowadays. I mean, again, eventually, two, three, two, three years five down. Five years, five years. But yeah, maybe five years. But anyway, uh, I think Tim's not going to like this, but I think Google's going to figure out um, the issues. And I think it's, they're going to be an industry leader. I mean, that's that's what I'm – I'm uh, um, predicting. I think I think they're going to do a good job with Stadia, and they, I think they understand uh, that. I think third party kind of rules everything right now. So I think right now that's going to be the filler for them while they make while they get their foothold in uh, in the first in the first party, whether it's buying companies. So you're going to see them make some big moves as far as uh, buying companies coming. Uh, you know, coming around the board, but again, third party is going to keep them afloat for a very long time, and you're going to see them buy uh, exclusive third party games, uh, exclusive to their console. Um, you know, in- until they can make that foothold and dabble in their first party lineup. Um, but that's that's my prediction on everything. It sucks. I, you know what? How many times have we seen Google do something? And then they just end up just throwing it away. Like they, they love to just waste money. I don't I honestly I don't see them like sticking with Stadia for more than three years before they just, yeah. just shutter it and abandon it. So I took I take it nobody has uh pre ordered one here. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it. I'll probably what happens with a guy like me is that uh, it'll come out or a week before I'll get I'll get the I'll get the urge and I'll get it. Uh definitely the problem with me is I don't really have a great internet connection at home. And 5G isn't out, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of like not really. If I have to do something on the internet, I I, I like to do it with a strong connection. So that's just the way I am. Uh, I don't want to play like I play doing it on my thing. I guess I could try it, but if I had like a gig service up and down fiber, I would be getting it day one. All right, so just to try uh, it. 
I pre-ordered it. It's $130, uh, you know, for the controller. And basically, it's a Chromecast device right. that you're purchasing. Um, you get games. You get certain games. You get, like, certain amount of games, yeah. right? And and the price points, if you think about it, guys, the price point is very good. Uh, so I think it has a lot of potential. Uh, the late, again, the latency part, I don't I don't think it's going to be an issue early on. I think they're going to it's going to be enough uh, buffer and filler to maybe fool some people. Um, but again, um, I think they understand that third parties where it's at and that's going to be their crutch for a little while until they can get a foothold in the foot in the first party market. Absolutely. I'm just I'm kind of curious to see how this goes because playing a single player game is one thing, but then a multiplayer game with having the negative lit latency that I don't know. That like just you know, try seeing it trying to predict our moves and whatnot. I just I don't see it working out too well. Do you think that there's enough of an internet infrastructure or is Google really over like I I think that I really don't see Google succeeding too well outside of major cities. Yeah. And you're, you're a hundred percent correct. So for example, you know, obviously I live in Montana now. So when I'm playing, when I'm paying, yeah. for one, <laughs> when I'm paying for one gigabyte speed and I asked the, the cable pr uh, provider, internet <laughs> provider, how much exactly those speeds were going to cost me. And we're talking about over a thousand dollars. For something that I paid for, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. That's what they were charging you for a gig? Yeah, yeah, that's what they were charging. What, would it be a one-time charge or a month? No, it's every month. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, right now I can get uh, 100 gigabytes for $120. That's now, that's, that's ridiculous because – That's bad, but it's not yeah. horrendous. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The market is inflated. Uh, so what? how much is your upload with that, though? Upload's 100. Uh, so it's symmetrical. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's actually. Well, I'm, I'm paying like 118 for 150 up, and I think I, I forget what my download is. Right. I mean, I'm 75, and I uh, pay, well, I pay 75, and I get like right. just under 500. But again, like what, what Centurion was saying, uh, I think, you know, obviously the larger markets are going to be. Uh, those with the the higher gigabytes uh, or megabytes of speed, um, you know, so on and so forth. But I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, they just installed cable um, out here in you know the the um, my guy can't even think of the terminology for it right now. But uh, they just the railroad. The <laughs> 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 what are you, a fiber. prospector? <laughs> yeah, the, the fiber cable. There you go. Fiber yeah. cable. They installed that's, that good, that's good that you're fiber, though. Yeah. Jeremy's looking for gold out in Montana. Hey, yeah, there's, like, a lot, there's a lot of places. Google, Google Stadia is going to last as long as Google for freaking um, Google Wire. Google, uh, Google, no, Google Glass. Remember Google Fiber? Google Gaga. Yeah. They said that they were gonna they were gonna uh, wire the whole entire nation. Oh yeah, it started in the middle, Kansas City. <laughs> That's my only problem with the whole idea of Google succeeding is, I think that for some reason they, that they have they give no up on stuff. Well, I, yeah, I think they're gonna give up because they don't understand how much resistance they're going yeah. to get. 
Exactly. The, 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 ca- the cable and internet industry is instituting things like internet slow lanes, data caps, um, price gouging. It, it's getting really bad. So unless, including Microsoft, if Google and Microsoft and even PlayStation don't come together and strike, start trying to strike deals with these internet companies, um, I mean, it, it's just going to continue getting more outrageous. Um, at this point, you know, you, you have a system that is totally codependent on the cooperation of another system, AKA the internet infrastructure. And if those guys don't care about your bottom line and they're only worried about their bottom line, you know, there's going to be some major problems and it would be like Google Stadia at that point is going to be for the, the, the elite that can afford it, you know, a PC gaming it itself is already considered an almost unobtainable thing for some just because of the cost involved in building some of these computers. And I feel like Google Stadia is going to put themselves in that same category. Well, I actually think that the the ISPs will turn around. The reason why I think that is I think in the near future, 5G is going to start to ramp up. You know, 5G, uh, China is, is way ahead of us in 5G. And, uh, that technology basically in layman's terms is, is just pretty much as good enough as like a landline or a fiber to your house. The speeds you get, the latency uh, is very good. Um, but I see 5g really being rolled out uh, the next three to five oh, years. Yeah. And definitely so and that, that'll help though with these data caps. I've already seen uh resistance on 5g from the people that don't want it again. The cable. Yeah, there is, yeah, there's They're trying to come out and saying that 5g is going to interfere with weather predicting equipment because apparently uh, they're not able to accurately predict the weather with the 5g well, in place. It's like, when yeah, were you no. guys ever able to accurately predict the weather? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's it's very clear. interesting. I heard that too, though. It has to do with cost more than anything. I mean, they don't want to well, shout. I, out. I have news for you. Uh, I know that 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 uh, like municipalities, you have to like you have to uh, get permission. Uh, Trump, he because he stated that we're way way behind um, on four five G technology. 4G, is, yeah. uh, the FCC pushed. That you could just install it. So at th- that point, when you have no like government resistance and, and you're open, and then they're they're making you want it, it's gonna go. So I do see five G really changing the game. And I think now, it's like, did X- you just wow. give them a compliment, Tim? Did you actually compliment? Sound like it. Sound no, like it. That's, that's, uh, that's just a policy. He's like that with everything. But yeah. well, you know, we're not talking about we're talking about Trump here. I'm just saying, <laughs> as, as as regards to 5G, uh, there's less restriction on it. So I do think that it's gonna. I think we're gonna start to catch up to other countries in the technology because right. it's really it's really a big deal. Well, it's going to create competition, and we already see what competition is doing mm-hmm. for the gaming industry. There has oh, yeah. to be a lot more competition when it comes to delivering um, um, internet entertainment because, like, you know, like, God, I'm paying $120 a month for satellite television, you know, like, it, it, and you get like literally four <laughs> options you don't pay for it, you get cable, or you get dish or direct TV. Like there needs to be way more competition when it comes to delivering the internet, because uh, until then people are just, these companies are going to be free to charge whatever they want for their service. 
See, I think everyone's just going to basically, in the future, just have a phone. <laughs> I mean, people have TVs, but your real device is going to be right. the phone, the things that you watch TV on, your shows, your 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 provider. So I like my idea of, of where it's all going is that I really find I find that that's a, a, a what's likely to happen. But um, the fact is, is that if we could start to build these infrastructures and everyone can play it. That's what I think also uh, xCloud's banking on and Stadia is, is that they can, you know, get get these things to, to happen and and you could actually have it where, you know, uh, your latency is low and you're playing games in the middle of a park with no latency or very little yeah. and you're playing, you know, competitively with a controller on a bench. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shock, uh, are you interested yes. in getting a Stadia at all? Uh, probably not. Um, just for well, I just it's still hard. To, I feel like there's a lot of confusion with when I hear other podcasts about it. Do you buy the games? Or are you just renting the games? Like, and I'm still not sure about it. They haven't really done a great job on that. Yeah, describing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just like I'm probably more interested in what Microsoft's doing because I'm assuming they'll probably end up tying it in somehow to maybe Game Pass Ultimate or something. So. Why try to have two two of those systems at the same time? I'll probably just fall back on Microsoft or X Cloud. Right. I think you know, obviously with the with the X Cloud um, streaming service, Tim has probably near a thousand games, right? In South, how many games do you have, South? I got like seven hundred. You guys seven hundred. Nine hundred. Those games are going to be. I think they said day one, right? Accessible for on, you to stream with through XCloud through the server, right? Exactly. That's so that's that means no. But when when I say that means that if you own the game on your Xbox, you could do it through your Xbox. So that means you have to tie up your Xbox. The data portion where you could just get your XCloud games—that's a different story. That's going to be games that they add into the service. And like uh, like somebody else was saying, uh, most likely it's going to be tied into Game uh, Ultimate and uh, the Game Pass. So any new game that comes out is going to be ready right on those Xbox servers, ready to go. So when they say all your games, they mean that you can you know stream it from your Xbox once purchased and do it that way. Right. So I'll be curious to see just how how fast they can develop and how many games that that are your games that you can stream um, through the service. I think, you know, eventually they'll have a, a huge hit on their hand if, if they can supply, you know, the, the people that buy, uh, you know, thousands, <laughs> literally thousands or hundreds of games, yes. um, you know, kind of like that, the backwards compatibility. Uh, if, if they can keep feeding us uh, those types of things, I think people buy more games and put, more money into um you know those services with what i'm sorry to interrupt uh invader i was just gonna say with what i know about stadia and what i've been reading uh the way it's going to work is they're going to to initially use stadia you're going to obviously have to buy the the controller the founders pack at least right now yeah you're going to end up being charged um a monthly 
uh, service fee based on the resolution that you're looking for. Their resolutions are going to go anywhere from 720p up to 4K, and um, there's going to be a price tag assigned to the resolution that you would like to play your games in. Um, now, when it comes to, the, I've also found out that there's going to be a Game Pass style service. I don't know if it's included with the base uh, price of Stadia, or you have, or it's like an add-on that you have to uh, basically get, like s select games like Game Pass. But the other games, like a lot of your third-party games, you're going to have to buy those. So you're going to be paying a monthly service fee on top of buying your games. And this is where a lot of people get standoffish on this situation. If Stadia does, if Google does get rid of Stadia and gives up on it, what are they going to do with all those third-party games that you have been sinking your money into? Are Basically, are you out the money? Are you going to be refunded? Is there going to be some compensation if Stadia does not succeed? Hmm. Interesting. They're very interesting. One thing that I, I I think is interesting is the price structure that you you uh, you mentioned. You know, thinking about it, um, if they 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 said the first time they came out uh, they were going to support AK, and imagine getting the AK resolution tier <laughs> and playing it on your TV. It'll blow up. Well, even you then, know, think about that though. Even like, they had one guy do the math on the 4K tier on mm -hmm. how quickly it can eat up a data cap. Yeah, For like ten minutes. <laughs> it, I, it was a couple hours. I mean, I, mean, like, I think, to think that they're still data some they, games. It should honestly a data cap. Uh, I think that you know that shouldn't be allowed right now. I mean, that's just crazy. It, that it's it's, a, it's, it's a not TMI. a finite resource, so I don't know why that, there's data caps. I mean, yeah, I, I really think that that's bullshit. It's money, bro. Come on, we all know that. It's, I know, but still, I, I, I would, yeah. Uh, I, think it, I have a one terabyte data cap, and I had to pay extra money just to get that cap reached to half terabyte. Well, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see 720. Which, yeah, who plays in 720 now? But uh, probably, probably sure. a Nintendo <laughs> fan. But I would only get the 4K. Yeah, but I think that's going to be free. I think the 720 is going to be free. 1080 no. would be like, yeah, I think I think they're going to have a free service. I think uh, 1080p was supposed to be free, wasn't it? I'm not sure. So, that's but, what I thought they announced. Like 1080p was free and then 4K you had to pay. See how much but, fucking shit was swifting through? Nobody, did you think the average customer is going to mm -hmm. deal with this? The one thing that Stadia does have, though, I have to say, is their integration socially and with their with their like Google Hangouts technology, I could see them doing some damage in that and that uh, or, or doing some getting sure. some headway there. See, you know? I, I made a prediction uh, with Xbox 448 when I was on his show mm -hmm. that we all see how easy it is right What's now. What's going share, on, people? Right? We all <laughs> see how easy it is to share uh, our gameplay on YouTube, especially on the PlayStation side, you can like stream directly to YouTube. Right. I really do think that once Google Stadia, if it takes off, they're going to strip that feature away and make it to where the only console that can stream directly to YouTube is theirs. Interesting. Oh, the dirty. They very well could do that. Ooh, yeah. Very well. Be, be huge. YouTube, they call it, and then call it the YouTube Daddy. 
<laughs> well, yeah, you know, they take advantage. They got to take advantage of all their services, right? And oh, you imagine, that big piece of it. Well, listen, to be honest, they, they could totally say did it with Google Hangouts. They can do that. Yeah. They just they did it overnight in Google Hangouts. They'll do it. They'll say no. We'll say, listen, we're we're doing a closed service. It's gonna it's gonna be part of our uh, our strategy. And you know what? Mm. I hate to say it, it would get a lot of resistance, but YouTube is to the point where it's so universal that like you just default doing it. Like it might actually be something that when you get on Stadia and you're playing a game and you're seeing how easy it is to share and 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 to, and to even take it a step further, have like a, a gaming podcast where you're all in the same room and you're and, and you're presenting what your gameplay is, what we call party chats, as a as a as like a a, a podcast. I could see that really yeah. going like a certain way for them. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to abandon it, Centurion. I don't think they're going to abandon it at all. I think ex- that's exactly what they're going to do is exactly what you said. And, uh, you know, if, if oh, that, that happens. That would be a game changer for their exactly. company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be kind of scummy, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't well, think it's kind of thrown to the curb when it comes to podcasting and we're having to use StreamYard and OBS and <laughs> – because yeah google hangouts was completely just ripped out of our hands yeah way to go google way to go but uh you know what guys we'll move on to another topic because you know we'll definitely be talking about stadia in the near future there'll be all kinds of updates on it but hey you know it's uh looking interesting uh, lots of question marks but uh, some cool tech anyways moving along And Apple has just announced an interesting update with a recent uh, iOS update. And they've added support for Microsoft's Xbox wireless controller, adding major updates for the iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, and the Mac. So pretty cool seeing Apple recently just launched the Apple Arcade. And they're selling the Xbox wireless controller in their stores. So how do you guys find this news? It seems like Apple is acknowledging one of the superior co- uh, controllers on the market here. <laughs> I think that, it's a no-brainer. A, yeah, but Sony's it's a no-brainer, bro. Yeah, come on. <laughs> the Xbox controller plays on damn near everything. You know, yeah. it's a uh, Bluetooth. I mean, you can play it on anything, so why not just go with what basically everybody likes and uses? Yeah, well, one mm-hmm. of the one of the good things I think this points to is uh, xCloud functionality. I do think that uh, Apple's going to allow xCloud on their storefront, and um, now you have uh, the ability to use the controller, which is what you need. So I think it's a big first step for xCloud, and um, you know, for myself, I, I am I am going to go. There's two considerations I have next year for my phone. One is it has to be 5G, which I think iPhones going to have, and the other is XCloud, which I don't know at this point that that XCloud is going to have, but I do have a feeling that that they are working on it. I had asked uh, a couple of times and. Kind of was told, just hold your horses. Now it's, it's in the it's in the works. It's just they want to get a platform first and down, and then move on. Yeah, I mean it doesn't even give you an option to choose Apple as you know your iPhone is a X Cloud um, 
you, you can't you're not going to be able to do the the beta on it which is no hard. you can't even sign up for it exactly so you have to go to like a pc or uh you know an android device yeah which uh i'm hoping i'm gonna get in i'm really hoping wonder if i get a jailbroken iphone that works <laughs> <laughs> we talked a little me and saturian talked a little bit about that uh last uh episode android and apple i have to say you know i uh i just put in t- like i just got um it's my work phone and it's the note nine Oh, those are nice. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's the, a good phone. the screen. I hate yeah. to, I have to say it. I'm a big Apple guy, but and, and I have an OLED with the iPhone 10 Max. Right. The screen on the freaking right. note and the resolution is Insane. much better. It's like so crystal clear. I I can't explain it. Like I put like one of the first thing I'm one of these people. When I get my phone, <laughs> the first thing I do is put the brightness on as as high as it go. Graphic settings as high as it goes, whatever. Like it defaults on with the with the uh, Note Nine. It defaults on 1080p. You have to go in there and change it to for uh, to uh, 1440. But I have to say, like the really the like like watching YouTube and stuff on that. Not that I do, but uh, like the 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 video quality is unbelievable. Dude, I run my entire. YouTube, my website, and everything off of my Note 9. Now, obviously, I have PCs to do everything else, but when I'm at work or I'm out on the road, I live on my Note 9. This was, like, one of the best investments I ever made, and I'm a Samsung whore. I have Samsung televisions, (laughs) Samsung tablets. I've got Samsung phones. So I was excited when uh, they were just like, yep, it's coming to Android. I'm like, I'm set up for that. No, yeah, I, I, I got I mean, I I really, plus. I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. That's, do that's this. a really nice one. Which one? And the next year, the 10, 10 plus. plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How'd you score that? <laughs> e Mobile, baby. That's a good one, man. You must love that thing. Dude, they, they're oh, sending messages all the time saying they'll give me $300 off of uh, an S10 right now for uh, my wife to upgrade because we're on the same plan. And, uh, yeah, I'm actually thinking about getting my wife an S10. You know, no, the, the, the phone is beautiful. It, it, the only thing nice. you have to worry about is, is the little the little space where the camera is up in the corner because the whole screen there's nothing you know blacked out. It's, the whole phone is a screen, right. but except where the camera is, that's the only thing I had to get you know used to. But it's not. It doesn't like deflect me now. Put the tempered glass on it for sure. I mean, the one thing I have to say is getting that tempered glass is the best thing because if you do drop your phone and I know I drop my phone uh, and it hits a pebble or hits the side of a curb, you know, that tempered glass will break, but your, your uh, screen itself will stay. Well, we'll trip out on this. When I first got it, I exactly what happened. I was getting in my car and it fell out of my pocket Ah, and I picked it up and there was a nice little notch right in the middle of the screen. And I was sitting, you know, I didn't realize that and then it had a little screen over it that I didn't oh peel off. So it was, yes. Yeah, so I was like, holy shit, oh. how did I not? It saved me. Oh, Every man goes straight into an OtterBox. I want to have Yeah, yeah OtterBox is a good Warehouse and all other stuff, man. 
Yeah, auto boxes are good, but man, I just find them so bulky. I don't know. Yeah, it's too much. It makes your phone like five inches too big. Your your phone doesn't break, though. It does not break. I have an auto box for my 11, and it does not break. I've thrown this thing. Oh, this thing has fell off a pole. I mean, this thing is just like, you know, it's unbelievable. Mm. All right, guys. All right, I guess we'll move on to uh, another bit of news. And it seems like a few big publishers have been naughty in the UK. Both Sony, Sega, and Warner Brothers are alleged to have exploited UK tax breaks intended for indie developers, all to avoid paying millions in taxes. Now, technically, they didn't break any rules. However, this initiative is meant for like much more smaller scale studios. It just kind of looks bad optics-wise. Sega supposedly took 20 million pounds, Sony 30 million pounds, and Warner Brothers 60 million pounds. So guys, how do you feel about this? Are these large publishers taking advantage here? And, nope. and should loopholes be closed off? Nope, it's not a loophole, it's the law. They can do whatever they want. How I don't know. Yeah, you know what? The government's always going to want money, more money, more money. So, you know, it, it, like, like Jeremy said, it's a law. They weren't breaking any laws. They were following the rules. Yeah. True, but I mean, it just looks kind of, I mean, my end, anyways, it kind of looks bad optics-wise. You got these big, big publishers that, I mean, really, they don't necessarily need all this oh, did, did you say Sony was, so, did you say Sony was a part of that? Yeah, Sony, oh, uh, guilty. 30 million pounds. <laughs> That's the only thing. It does look bad, and the one thing I don't agree with is these laws were put in place to help smaller independent studios and basically being able to afford to keep their doors open and then the upper echelon of gaming that can afford the the tax guys that can figure out these loopholes are going to take advantage of it and yeah even though it is law it's technically it's like the whole idea of like uh, Mm um you know out here in arizona we had a, a politician that was caught doing 120 down the road and the first thing he basically did on the officer's uh, camera, because now they're all wearing body cameras out here. Uh, yeah, the first thing when the officer got to the window is this dude had a government ID in his face. And the first words out of his mouth were, I have diplomatic immunity. And yeah. like, He's and, not. The, and the officer had to basically let him go because he was under some kind of diplomatic immunity. And it's just like, no, that person should have been wrote a ticket, but because of the law that was protecting him, gave him immunity. No, there's no there's no law that protects them. I think there's an underlining to that where uh, it states that if uh, – I forgot exactly what it is, but no, if he's doing 120, that's considered reckless. He doesn't have – nobody's above the law, and that's the law. Yeah, been caught numerous times doing this and i guess what it was is the the law enforcement agency had enough of it and that's why they released the footage to the uh the press because they wanted to put it out there that this is what he's doing and yeah, dude, I, I think what's what's happening is he's using some sort of uh and that person was jeremy well, <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah he's using something to his advantage where he he can get out of it like it's it's almost well, like he where- had an Xbox in his freaking trunk. That's okay. what happened. All right, we're gonna talk. <laughs> uh, 
No, he was driving a Tesla and he was playing right. Cuphead. <laughs> things where I'm just saying, like, it, it's kind of messed up on how, like, you know, people that really shouldn't be taking advantage of stuff like that are using the system to their advantage, even though it is lawful and that they aren't doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You well, know, driving 120 is wrong and and it well, is off. 100%. Like, you know, when you're when you're walking through the door of a restaurant, you know, there is nothing against the law that allows you to not slam that door in front of the woman and child that's walking in behind you. But it's unethical and unmoral. So it, it's just one of those things where, you know, I, it just mm-hmm. it just shows if you guilty, that, if guilty, yeah. you know, there, yeah. there's still kind of this is not proven without it. Without a single doubt, it's definitely being prosecuted, though. Mm-hmm. But the whole reason for this initiative uh, for the indie like tax relief is to cultivate again the UK studios, UK uh, talent to give them a bit of a break. Now, should big publishers like Sony, Sega, Warner Brothers, should they be able to take advantage of this? Really? Yeah, yeah, they should because uh, you know every everybody deserves the same equal opportunity as the next person. It doesn't matter whether you're small or big. Uh, eventually, some small companies can grow big because of those opportunities. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's the way it is. It should be equal across across the board. All right. All right. Anybody else have anything to chime in here? Yeah, I wanted to say something. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing to say. Yankees are on. Let's get this going. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, in that case. Yes, I want to hear about the what? The Mets? Cowboys ass. All right, guys. Well, it's giveaway time then. And I've got a code for three months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Who wants it? Well, I'm going to uh, make you work for it just for a little bit. And here's the question. First person to answer correctly gets the code. Which panel member has the largest gamer score? I Now, put the panel member's name in the chat with the amount of gamer score. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. I feel like I got a decent amount of gamer score, but I know I can't compete with somebody. I don't don't think it's me. Who could it be? Megatron? Shock? South could be me. I don't know. Check me out, Invader. Like now, I'm just like, did you check? Yeah, he's he's shaming himself out. Is what what he's doing? uh, (laughs) I do. uh, You know, I mean, I've worked on my um, my gamer score. You know, I've put in the Chivo time, but uh, come on, guys, let's see who it is. All right. But in that case, guys, uh, you know, I will, I'll be waiting in the chat for the correct answer. But uh, panel members, what have we been playing the past week? Well, I'll, I'll start. I'll push again, dude. Come on. <laughs> Go ahead. No, let me let what me uh, <laughs> let me um, let me get this because I have to get going. Um, my gamer, I've been playing. Um, Man of Medan. I just actually finished it. Uh, it's a, it's a game. I think I talked about it last week. Made by Supermassive. Uh, it's a it's a game where you make choose decisions and you kind of control the characters. Graphics are really good. Um, it's definitely choppy though. Uh, has some issues, 
Um, Isn't that with the Ashmore? Yeah, Sean Ashmore. It's a pretty cool game. Um, If you can get it on sale, definitely try it out. It's a different kind of game. But uh, that's what I've been playing, and I finished it. And actually, I'm going to look maybe uh, play after this. I want to try some Gears Horde. I haven't played it yet, so that's what I'm going to I'm going to play Gears Horde with Jeremy, the tax man. (laughs) <laughs> very hey, Jim, nice. How about uh, the Jets, man? That Jets fucking kick me. Oh, Good hijacking. Good hijacking. Congratulations, though, to the 49ers, though. I have to say, so. Yeah, baby. Team there. LA looks. Hey, we got that. Good. We got a defense. Hey, yeah. they, they made the Rams look bad. Really I know. bad. I know. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. Uh, He's looking like a top tier coach. Yeah, it's all right. So what I what I've been playing the last week, uh, Ghost mm-hmm. Recon Breakpoint. I listen. I've been on fucking Twitter saying, "Hey man, I need some co-op help," and it's like just crickets. I swear, if I'd have been like, "Hey, fuck Sony," this and this and that, I'd have you know retweets and likes and everything else. But I asked for somebody's help to play some Ghost Recon, and it's like nothing. Damn, nobody loves your boy. What the hell? Anyway, yeah, what's so yeah, going on there? Right. That, that that's that's my rant. But anyways, I've been playing a lot of uh, Breakpoint. It is fun, but it, it's a, it'll be much better with other people. All right, all right. Uh, Shock, what have you been playing for the past week? Uh, I've been uh, white. Uh, we called uh, hacked my uh, Vita that I've had forever. Um, nice new games on there, and uh, I like that Vita. Yeah, Vita is sweet once you hack that thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, I've been playing some Persona Four Golden. Um, that one's pretty cool. Um, and some other, I think, retro games and getting back into Destiny. Jump back on that and, like, all, they raise your light level to everything. So I'm like, I have a, just a vault full of just stuff. I have no idea what anything is, even though I have, like, <laughs> 2,000 hours of Destiny. Like, okay, I haven't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's addicted to that Destiny right now. I'm sure Megatron's been on that. Uh, I know Centurion has been. Centurion, yeah, you've been playing a lot of uh, Destiny. I know you're playing right before the show. Enjoying yeah. that? Uh, yeah, I've been hanging out with so many people from around the community. Mass Mayhem, Zimmy Games. We played for like seven hours yesterday. Uh, again, Mayhem and Alluring Assassin for a couple hours and then some other friends of mine. Um, I never, the funny part is I kind of fell off the destiny train, like around when forsaken was released. And that was cause my Xbox broke and oh, no. yeah, I blew the hard drive out on my Xbox one X, but the cool part is it was a Scorpio edition console and Microsoft replaced it with another Scorpio edition console. And, uh, anyway, so by the time I got that console back, that, that ship had sailed, but, uh, this week I've played about. I want to say about a couple hours of Greedfall because I picked that up. I wanted to check it out. I'm a huge RPG fan, but I keep going back to Destiny. I did buy Shadowkeep. I got into the season pass thing. It, it, they've made some changes to really kind of make the uh, the grind a little bit funner than it was. Um, they You could definitely see how Activision was holding them back in a lot of ways. Um, now it's going to be really interesting going forward. Um, if they can keep this steam going, because I mean, like, oh my God, I, I, everybody seems to be playing Destiny 2 all of a sudden again. Damn, I'm going to have to jump back on that. 
at the oh map. yeah like you have your season pass now um the, the season pass basically works like you have there's two levels to it there's the free it's kind of like almost Fortnite. there's the free side Ooh. to the season pass and then there's the paid side the paid side each time you level up for that the season passes are only good for about two three months and that's during right now we're in the season of the undying and um, so there's a hundred levels that you can go through and you get anything from emotes to cosmetic items to engrams, all other stuff. And those rewards increase as, if you get into the paid side of it. Um, but also there's just, there's a lot more activity. Um, the drops seem like, I remember playing originally, man, there was the drops just seemed off. Like you had to be really grindy. Um, and I mean, like literally they started me out at 750 and within a, a day or two, I was already up to 900. So they've definitely figured out how to kind of make a good balance on the loot grind. Uh, once you get over 900 though, oh my God, it turns into an uphill battle, but that's what the, there's just, I could go on forever. They've really done a really good job on kind of showing the direction that they're wanting to take this uh franchise and now the actions out of the picture um it, you can definitely see a lot more of bungie showing through all right all right uh jeremy have you been playing anything the past week <laughs> you had to you had to ask again yeah, come on buddy yeah yeah nice. i had to ask um i've been playing uh choo choo rocket on apple arcade you guys can laugh all you want but i'm a big Dreamcast Choo Choo Rocket guy. Well, you were also playing uh, Ghost Town. I laugh State. at you all the time. I Choo Choo Choose you. Choo Choo Choo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been playing Choo Choo Rocket again um, on the App Arcade. All right. All right. Very nice. Uh, well, I've been heavily into Batman Arkham Asylum still. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm loving the Batman, like Batman anything right now. So. Where are you at? Where are you at? Where you be at? Uh well, I just encountered Poison Ivy. Oh, okay. So you're getting all right. I know where you're at in the game. Mm -hmm, yeah, or just a little bit after that. So getting pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm just really liking the atmosphere of the game, and uh, it's just cool. Like it's really well done. But... That game should have been a movie, man. It was amazing. Oh, oh yeah, mm -hmm. all the story for all three of those games is fun. Like. The poison ivy you're encountering now, the story of that whole situation carries over all the way to the third game, um, Arkham Knight. And I mean, like the the whoever really wrote those games knew that they were wanting to have a story that carried over three games. No, you know, it was a uh, it was a big writer that wrote the games. I, I can't remember his name, but I just seen it the other day, and I was like, oh shit, he wrote the games. I'd be curious to see if any of those uh, high, recent hires that went to, from Playground Games that were at Rocksteady there, if any of them had worked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a few of them worked on the Arkham games. So, Well, we all know WB now has the money to hire some of these guys. You know, they're saving on their taxes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so, huh? But all right, guys, that about does it for tonight's show. And whew, man. We really went through those topics. Dang. Shout out to everyone that tuned in to watch the show tonight. And hey, if you happen to enjoy this episode, then definitely share this sucker out to your, your friends, your family, your cat, your pet rock, everybody. Wait, 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 wait. What about the giveaway? 
Well, I was just getting to that downer. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, but unfortunately, nobody supplied me with the uh, the the correct answer in the chat. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because I've I've been keeping uh, watch there, and unfortunately, nobody supplied me. So you know what that means? The giveaway is going to be postponed until next week. But hey, you know what, guys? Thank you all for coming. Uh, we all love your presence here, and you know we hope to see you all next week. All right. So, uh, Jeremy, where can everybody send you fan mail at? I don't have any fan. <laughs> oh, come on. Now, everybody loves the downer. It's uh, on Twitter, at LoneMaster07. All right. Hear that, guys? Send them fan mail there. Shock. Shock, buddy. Where can everybody find you at? Yeah, you can find me at uh, Shock Nero on Twitter, uh, Easy Shock on uh, Xbox Live and PSN. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming. All right, all right, South, my man. Where can everybody find you? Mas punto. Those are some really great places southbound. I, I'm gonna have to check you out. How do you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> cricket, cricket, cricket. All right, and where can everybody find you at, my friend? All right. Well, you guys can always find me on YouTube and Twitter at Centurion1307 and always kicking it here with you guys on TXR on Sundays. I also do Saltiest Gaming Podcast on Thursdays with Saltiest Gamer, and I also do the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam. All right, fantastic groups right there. And uh, South, you back with us or no? Bueller? <laughs> Bueller? All right, guys, and uh, obviously Tim has uh, left too to go watch his Yankees. Um, I, however, I'm Invader. You can find me on my YouTube channel, Invader Gaming, and, hey, of course, on Twitter, at Invader underscore 1986. Guys, as usual, it's been a blast. Thanks for watching the show. Big thank you to Matt Jones, the Black Rider. Who else do we got here? We had lots of great people just join us in. Uh, Big Lou Ravens, Wilmy Hood, all kinds of cool people. We hope to see you next week. It's been a blast, guys. See ya. Peace.